We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Guys, we have week 18 football preview time. The game of the week, in our opinion, and the biggest game of the season for both of these teams. The Houston Texans coming into Lucas Oil Stadium to take on the Indianapolis Colts. We have a very special guest, Ruben who also does it with me on the AFC South Roundtable. If you guys are over there, you guys would know this guy very well. Ruben, how you doing, my friend? Man, who would have thought we were going to be here, dude? <laughs> Never. You know, I go back to the off season, and both of us expected to be, once again, one of the worst teams in the NFL. But, yeah, here we are. Dude, I feel great. I am nervous. I have not slept since Sunday. I keep on looking at the updates as far as injury-wise, as far as, you know, different film breakdowns. Dude, this isn't the regular season. This is playoffs right here. Oh, yeah. 100%, man. This is this is where it comes down to it. I mean, it, it is quite crazy to think of where we were a year ago to where we are now. Uh, pretty crazy, to say the least, man. Yeah, but let's go ahead hop into the first thing here. Uh, we were talking about the injury reports before we got in here. Both teams going to be banged up. Indianapolis's offensive line, even though nobody's been ruled out yet, a bunch of guys banged up. Uh, you guys have one of your edge rushers out already uh, and a couple other guys on the defensive line also questionable. Give us the rundown. You thinking You thinking those guys are going to play or what's, what's the word about there right now? Yeah, so aside from the two that have been uh, labeled as out, which are Jonathan Grenard and wide receiver Noah Brown, the rest of the list, which is Robert Woods, Will Anderson Jr., Malik Collins, Sheldon Rankins, and Tunsil, they are all questionable, but they are all set to play on Saturday against Indianapolis Colts. I think this whole week was just nothing but walkthrough, so we couldn't really get a good understanding of who was limited, who was full participation. But besides Jonathan Grenard and Noah Brown, both of them are huge losses, though, for this Houston Texan offense and defense. Everyone else should be ready to go. Yeah, it seems like Indianapolis has a lot of questionable guys. In my mind, I feel like the only guy that's kind of 50-50 right now is Ryan Kelly, the center. He did you know, go out for a minute in the Raider game, but he did come back in dealing with an ankle injury. We'll see on that one. But 
definitely seems like Indianapolis has a pretty good injury report going ahead of this game. So it's going to be really interesting to see. And, you know, like you mentioned, Derek, already, just talk to me, Ruben, about just the Texans this year before we kind of get into this game a little bit more because just like Indianapolis, this was a team that nobody expected to do anything. Mm -hmm. You know, and these squads obviously met very early in the year. Two completely different teams at this point in the season to where they were at the beginning of the year. So what have been your thoughts on the Houston Texans this year? And and obviously, you know, with the Indianapolis Colts as well, what have been your thoughts on both these teams and kind of how they've completely shifted expectations from where they were at the beginning of the season? No, man, I feel like I'm watching a movie. I go back to this point last year. We were both fighting for a high draft position. We end up winning the game, losing the number one overall pick. The day later, we fire Lovey Smith. We have our GM say, if I don't do a good job this year, I'm gone the next. So it was a lot of uncertainty with this Houston Texans organization. Are we going to become the slippery slope like the Cleveland Browns and other horrible franchises like that? That's what we felt. But then D'Amico Ryans happened. And that whole thing was crazy because no one expected D'Amico Ryan to come to the Houston Texans. Then C.J. Stroud happened. Then Will Anderson Jr. happened. And the one part that made me realize this Texans team was going to be different, early in training camp, I went to an open training camp practice that was available to the public. And the line was two miles long. And I, and I kid you now, they started lining up at four in the morning. That's when I knew we were different. And then you started seeing this Texans team win games. Games without... Laramie Tunsil, Titus Howard. At one point, they were without four out of their five starting offensive linemen. Losing Tank Dell, you won a game without C.J. Stroud. This has been a crazy year for this Houston Texans team, just like Indianapolis. I mean, you guys lose Anthony Richardson against us in week two. Garner Minshew steps in and, hey, nine wins under his belt. Then you lose Jonathan Taylor. Then you suffer injuries just like our team. And now you find yourselves fighting us for a, for a postseason spot. I think Shane Steichman and D'Amico Ryans have emerged themselves as both great young coaches in the NFL. And both of them need to be in conversation for coach of the year. And I think the coach that wins this game on Saturday might win the coach of the year award. There is a lot up to stake on Saturday, man. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think that it definitely could lead to that sort of reward happening for either coach. Uh, let's go ahead, hop into the uh, defense here for mm. the Texans. Um, you guys are the fourth best defense at stopping the run mm. and the sixth worst defense at stopping the pass, uh, which is very strange to say the least because, you know, I thought – Earlier in the year, it felt like you guys were much better. I feel like maybe the injuries have kind of played a little bit of a factor into that. Um, and, you know, it's been it's been established that Indianapolis usually runs the ball very well against the Houston Texans despite that. Uh, how confident are you in this defense to be able to slow down Jonathan Taylor? As far as the run defense, I'm very confident. We haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher all year. With that being said, it doesn't matter who you guys have at running the ball, JT, Trey Sermon, um, Zach Moss, you guys have been able to run the football effectively all year. Jonathan Taylor has gashed us times before, but I think this is going to be like the situation where we saw the Houston Texans face Derrick Henry, a guy who has owned them the past five, seven, eight years, and just shut him down. I think it is going to come down to 
Gardner Minshew versus this Houston Texans secondary. You bring up that one of the fifth or secondaries in the NFL. Yes, we also give up a lot of big plays. The Colts, their victory against the Raiders was all big plays. A big 58-yarder to Pierce, a 50-yard to Downs, a 27-yard by Trey Sermon. I am liking this matchup, and I feel like it might potentially be a shootout. I think it is going to be, if you stop Jonathan Taylor, make Garner Minshew beat you with his arm. I definitely don't think Garner Minshew could win you a football game, but I definitely think he could lose you a football game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, the thing is, the Indianapolis Colts had did a great job a week ago, and really the last two out of three weeks has been just establishing the line of scrimmage, has been dominating up front, creating holes for Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss, Trey Sermon, whoever it is, you know. And it's interesting because earlier, you know, in this year when Indianapolis did play Houston, the Colts did have a lot of success running the football. Mm-hmm. You know, Zach Moss averaged about five yards per carry in that game, had an extremely good game. I'm curious, Ruben, sticking with this run defense for Houston, even though it has been a very elite unit all year long, does it concern you now that Grenard isn't in this game and a couple different guys, you know, basically your entire defensive line is banged up to some degree. Does that give you any concern that that might be an issue, uh, especially considering how good the Colts offensive line and how relatively healthy they've been and, and they finally have like their five starters back presumably in this game. Does that concern you at all with kind of some of the, the injuries that Houston's kind of dealt with on their defensive line? Yeah, 100%. It doesn't matter what Gardner Minshew does on Saturday. If the Colts run game is dominant, the Houston Texans potentially end up losing this game. Losing Jonathan Grenard, not having him here sucks, but Derek Barnett, who we just signed a couple of weeks ago, has been a force since coming to Houston, a sack and a half last week, five pressures over the past two. He's really, uh, you know, finding his footing with the Houston Texans. It it does worry me because, like you did mention, we are all banged up. But this comes to head coach D'Amico Ryans. And I think one of the true tests was going up against Derrick Henry two out of the past three weeks and just absolutely shutting him down. A guy who in five recent games had over a thousand yards on you. You know, it's not going to be easy to run on this Houston Texans team on Saturday. But if it does, it is it's it might be a tough day for us. Now, going to the passing defense here for a second, uh, we talked about Gardner Minshew. And, I mean, with these wide receivers, I mean, you talk about it, Michael Pittman is doing things this year from a numbers perspective that only a few great wide receivers in Indianapolis Colts history have ever done. 
Uh, Alec Pierce is a walking big play Mm -hmm. waiting to happen only if Gardner Minshew hits him. Uh, And then Josh Downs, you know, he can be a walking big play as well. Uh, Which of these wide receivers do you uh, have the most fear of going into this matchup with your secondary? I would say Alec Pierce, and I actually like him. I don't really understand the hate that some Colts give him. Like you said, he is a walking big play. I think Michael Pimmons is, is going to have his hands full with Derek Stingley, who just got snubbed out of a Pro Bowl. He posted the meme of LeBron uh, when they went down 3-1 to the Golden State Warriors. But our safeties, our two safeties are absolutely horrible. Jalen Petrie, and you won't have Jimmy Ward, you'll have Kareem Jackson. They just can't cover anyone. They give up so many big plays week in week out it's like you attack the middle of the field you know it's going to be completed and alec pierce is one of those wide receivers that has speed to get it and take it to the crib i am worried about number 14 oh also you're tight in the young guy what's his name uh 83 of uh, kylan granson no well no he his last name has an m oh mallory will mallory, mallory that yeah. dude he's legit he's he legit. was he was the fastest tight end in the entire draft class this last year i think that was a Big reason as to why Chris Ballard drafted him because the speed is there for sure. And he don't drop balls either. Like, you know, Uh once it's in his vicinity, he catches that. So, you know, we have struggled with tight ends also, but I think Alec Pierce, man, he might, you know, I don't want to see a big play from him. Cody, let's hope for a uh, two touchdown day from Alec Pierce. Uh, (laughs) Come around, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it does seem like really outside of Derek Stingley, this Texan secondary is not a lot of necessarily great players playing well out there. Um, So that'll definitely be interesting. I think Josh Downs is also due for a big day. He hasn't had one of his huge performances he had kind of earlier into the mid middle of the season. So I'm looking for him to kind of have, you know, some potential openings there, especially if Pittman's getting all the, you know, looks and all the kind of, you know, coverage and attention and stuff like that. I could, I could see him having a big day as well. Um, Yeah, Ruben, it's going to be interesting because like I mentioned, the Colts offensive line for the most part, all their guys practice today. They are listed as questionable, but I would think with how much is on the line, they'll give it a go here. Um, without Jonathan Greenard, you know, talking about this this Texans pass rush who definitely has had, you know, a lot of good things happening, you know, in their favor as of recent, you know, with Will Anderson and obviously you mentioned Derek Barnett, some of those other guys. I'm interested because it definitely seems like it's a strength on strength here, right? When the Colts offensive line is fully healthy, they've done a pretty good job protecting Gardner Minshew from left to right. You know, Bernard Ryman's having a breakout year at left tackle. Uh, Braden Smith, when he's on the field, he's one of the better right tackles in the NFL. So how do you think that matchup is going to go just from uh, the sense of Houston trying to get a pass rush, trying to make Gardner Minshew uncomfortable and trying to force him into, you know, some turnovers, which we've seen, he can be susceptible at times to creating and making some kind of poor decisions back there and you know, throwing some merit passes, fumbling the football. What do you think Houston has to do here with their pass rush to, to make him uncomfortable? Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a clash of the Titans. You know, it sucks not having Grenard there, but Will Anderson Jr. is really coming to his own after missing two games with an ankle injury. Only played 12 snaps against the Titans, two sacks, six QB hurries. Sheldon Rankins, you know, he is now on his sixth, seventh sack of the year. So we can get to the QB. It's just going to be a matter of how consistent can we get to Garner Minshew. Can we disrupt him? Like you said, can we make him commit a turnover? You're going to have to dial it up. If you are uh, if you are D'Amico Ryans, you are going to have your linebackers back. Denzel Perriman is a great blitzer. 
Blake Hansen is fantastic in coverage, so you can sit him back and hopefully let your D-line work. It's going to be a clash of the Titans, man. And it's, you know, if you win the war in the trenches, then you have a good shot of winning the game. All right, Ruben, let's switch over to your offense here for mm. a second. And listen, man, I know your feelings about C.J. Stroud, the man C.J. Stroud. Uh, I love C.J. Stroud, obviously, uh, me as a Buckeye fan. Uh, we got, I want to go back to the Week 2 matchup because I think a lot of people want to say that there's that these are two completely different teams. And from an injury standpoint, that's very true. But I also think it's a very important thing to look at here. Uh, Houston has, you know, given up quite a few sacks this year. And Indy this year has set a all-time franchise record for most sacks in a season from their defensive line. You got four guys that have seven-plus sacks on the year. So you got a bunch of guys that know how to get to the football. And especially in the Week 2 matchup, we saw, I think it was like, what, five or six sacks mm-hmm. in the first matchup? Now, I don't anticipate that quite being the thing this time around because your offensive line's a lot healthier. But no doubt that Indy's pass rush is still a force to be reckoned with because they've gotten even better as time has gone along. Uh, how do you feel about this Indy pass rush and your offensive line handling that, allowing C.J. Stroud to do what he does? Yeah, um, I also think it's going to be another tough matchup. It's a good thing that we have Laramie Tunso being there. We have Juice Scruggs being there. Shaq Mason ha- hasn't allowed a sack since week 13 or even a QB pressure. This offensive line for the Houston Texans is up and down. Uh, this previous game against Tennessee with CJ Shaw coming back for concussion, they got the ball quickly out of his hands. He was only sacked once and pressured only twice. I, I need to see that on Saturday again because you guys, I believe, are fifth in sacks. I could get to the quarterback like nobody's business. And it is going to be a, a huge matchup for our rookie offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick, who's also been up and down his entire year as a Houston Texans play caller. How is he going to scheme up the, uh, the Houston Texans offense, get the ball to CJ's uh, hands? What's different from that week two game to now is – our starter running back in week two was Damian Pierce. And from what we've learned this entire season is he's just not that dude in year two. You know who is? Devin Singletary, who the past like two months is averaging five yards a carry. Uh, he is figuring it out with the Houston Texans. We are able to run the ball. And, you know, this is one of the first times pretty much this season where it feels like the Houston Texans are going to have a balanced attack from their offense. They're able to move the ball through the air. I believe you guys have the 24-ranked secondary. The last time CJ shot win against that, he had almost 384. Like you said, both teams are completely different. But adding in that run game is just another dynamic that the Houston Texans really haven't had all season. And we saw it last week. It was just easy out there. It will be quite interesting to me because, like you did mention, like, you know, there's just different guys that maybe weren't out there in week two or whatever the hell it was week two when they played last. Uh, one guy in particular that wasn't out there in the first matchup was second round corner Julius Juju Bretz. He didn't play. Um, he was a healthy scratch. He was still kind of, you know, figuring it out. He missed a good chunk of, you know, the offseason. And so he was still kind of figuring it out. I think he got his first start like the week after that or something like that. Because um, so Daryl Baker got new- torched by Nico Collins. Yeah. yeah and and <laughs> the, the guy that, yeah, uh, Daryl Baker, the, the guy who let Nico Collins go off for whatever that was, over 100 yards easily. Um, he's, 
a healthy scratch now. So he's not playing in this game at all. Um, so the Colts have two rookie corners right now and a very young secondary, all things considered. It is interesting because Indianapolis, I felt like their secondary for the most part, although they weren't perfect against the Raiders, I thought they definitely had their moments, especially Brent's. I thought he had a pretty good game. Um, so it will be interesting to see this young and inexperienced secondary of Indianapolis. You know, three of their four presumed starters in this game in the defensive backfield are either rookies or their second year players. It'll be interesting to me, Ruben, to see how that matchup works considering now that obviously you mentioned Tate Dell, you know, out for the year. And then obviously Noah Brown, who's had some big moments with Houston this year, not playing in this game and Robert Woods is questionable. So it seems like kind of a depleted wide receiver core versus an inexperienced secondary with Indianapolis. But obviously we know what CJ Stroud can do with just about anybody. So, uh, what do you think is going to happen in this matchup where it's kind of like a, a a core, a receiving core that's very, you know, beat up and injured right now versus a secondary in Indianapolis that's young and inexperienced, but has shown some things up and down? I mean, I, I'm, I think it's going to be CJ Shouts day against this secondary. I mean, that week two, 384 yards, that wasn't a fluke. He's been like this all season. And I think it's going to be a game of not only Nico Collins, but tight end Dalton Schultz, who needs to get, I think, 50-something yards to get like a bonus on his check at the end of the year. Dalton Schultz is having himself a hell of a season as a tight end. Our best tight end since Owen Daniels. I'm not sure if you guys remember Owen Daniels. But CJ Shot has shown the entire year that no matter what you throw against him, that he can overcome it. He's one of the best quarterbacks against the Blitz. And I, we in Houston feel like as long as you have number seven, you are going to win any football game. The two weeks he was out, I mean, it was completely dead. And then once you saw CJ Shout walk out of the tunnel at practice, you even seen the backup dudes start jumping up and down smiling. That's the presence that he himself has and commands. And this is the franchise. I think this is one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. And the lights are on the last the last time he was in a game this big against the Georgia Bulldogs in the college football playoffs. And I think CJ Shaw, just like that game, a little bit different, is gonna win the game, you know, and rise to the occasion. But I'm loving my uh my QB in this matchup, man. No matter who it is, I'm just gonna be honest with you guys. Yeah, I I still get nightmares about them not being able to beat Georgia, man. That's not CJ Stroud's fault by any means. Um yeah, I mean, it is quite crazy to see how different uh, even the Colts' defense is now. I mean, versus your guys' offense, you had Tank Dell even in that matchup. And, you know, the different corners that we've had to face with you guys. Uh, it will definitely be interesting. Uh, from a defensive standpoint, Zaire Franklin, linebacker for us, leads the NFL in tackles. Uh, he has definitely been the spoken and vocal leader of this defense not only this defense but this team in general uh you have any fear of what him and this linebacker core can do for uh against you guys with ej speed being one of the best off-ball linebackers to be in coverage this year and zaire franklin being the tackle machine that he is yeah, I think some of your linebackers sack CJ shot all the way back in week two. I think Zaire Franklin is one of the best linebackers in the NFL. Is he a free agent this year? No, I don't think so. I think they signed him to a contract uh, at the beginning of last year. So he's got one more year on his contract before he's a free agent. Well, he's totally emerged as one of his own. And 
you know, that's what I am worried about. That's what we are, you know, worried about here in Houston is Zaire Flanagan. Uh, we were talking on Space today that, you know, he could really ruin your day. As much as I am talking up this running game with Devin Singletary that y'all haven't seen yet, Zaire Franklin could easily go in and ruin your day. You know, what am I going to get from this Houston Texan offensive line? And Zaire Franklin is a game changer at linebacker, and he's one that we're going to have to game plan for. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Ruben, curious for you before we kind of get into score predictions here. Um, obviously, you know, there's going to be some key matchups in this game. What are, what are some of the biggest matchups that you think will ultimately determine the outcome in this game, whether it's Houston or Indianapolis in their favor? It's going to be the Houston Texan offensive line versus the Indianapolis Colts D line. If you could keep CJ Stroud upright, he is going to dice up anyone that's put in front of him. But if, if you, if he's taking pressures, if he's taking hits, if he's taking sacks, that's not something that, you know, that you want to see on Saturday in a primetime game. If his offensive line could hold up C.J. Stroud, I feel like that's going to be one of the key matchups for this game on Saturday. Cody, I'll ask you that same question. Uh, what do you think is the uh, some of the big matchups that you're looking for on Saturday? Um, yeah, I think, it, and I'll flip it to the other side. I think this Houston defensive line versus this Indianapolis offensive line, because, you know, a little beat up right now for this Houston, for both units, I guess. Like, you could talk about both these units have some guys who are dealing with some injuries. But, like, you know, Houston has some things they do well. Indianapolis has some things they do well. Um, and so both these teams coming off some pretty strong performances from those two units. So it's very much a strength-on-strength strength type, type of thing. And can Indianapolis, number one, with their offensive line, get the ground game going, continue and pick up where they left off against the Raiders, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, did the same thing where they ran it what, like 14 straight times on one drive. Um, they have the ability to do that. But we've seen this year where the Indianapolis Colts offensive line has had some games where they just haven't looked the same. And so can they do it when it matters? You know, in this game, if they if they look like they did against the Atlanta Falcons or against, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals, that's not going to be a good week for them. But can they can they hold up, obviously, in pass protection? And can they create space? And can they run the football effectively in this game and really kind of have that balance? You know, Gardner Minshew only attempted 23 passes. To put that in perspective, the Raiders targeted Devontae Adams in that game 21 times. So that's crazy to me. Yeah, Ruben's <laughs> face says it all. Yeah, 21 yeah. times, my guy. He literally uh, was 46% of Aiden O'Connell's targets. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was because the Colts could run the ball and they did run the ball effectively. So can they find, like you talked about with Houston, can they find that balance on their offense between the run and the pass? And if they can do that, I think they have a great chance in this game to you know really control the clock, you know, really kind of, I think the best way to beat you know good quarterbacks is to keep them off the field, right? And if the Colts can do that, sustain drives, do those things like that, and, and allow Gardner Minshew to see guys like Pierce, Pittman, Downs, those guys down the field, I think the Colts are going to have a great chance in this game. So that's probably, for me, what would be my biggest thing is the the offensive line versus Houston's D-line. D 
I definitely agree with both you guys. The trenches is going to be the big one. Uh, that definitely will be true on either end. Uh, we, we've got strength on, uh, we got a strength and a somewhat of a weakness when it comes to the Colts defensive line and the Houston O line. And then you got strength on strength, uh, defensive line for Houston and offensive line for Indy. Uh, it'll definitely be interesting. I also think the biggest one is the big play opportunity for both of these teams. Uh, both of these defenses have been susceptible to giving up a lot of big plays this year, uh, especially in the past game. Uh, Indy, albeit, has an extremely young secondary. Uh, and, you know, with that comes with, you know, you get the opportunity to create big plays, but at the same time, also open some things up. And with a sharp shooting thrower like CJ Stroud, that very much concerns me from that end. But then again, also on the other side, Gardner Minshew has had a chance to make some big plays down the field, and he has done that. And against secondaries, he's even done it against secondaries that are the best of the best. I mean, he diced up the Browns' defensive secondary in their matchup back uh, quite a few weeks ago. So, you know, Gardner's had those opportunities. It's all just a matter of whether or not he sees it. If he sees it, he 100% can make those throws. So definitely big play action will definitely make it work. Ruben, man, we got to get to it, man. Score prediction. I know you already gave it on the AFC South roundtable, but for our audience here who hasn't seen that score prediction, why don't you go ahead and make yours now? I'm going to go ahead and change it. I'm going to go 30 to 27 Houston Texans. Once again, this game is going to come down to the very end. We both know that as a Colts fan and as a Texans fan, this game, these both of these teams have just came down to the wire pretty much this entire season. But it's going to be a game of CJ Stroud and Nico Collins. And I forgot to mention Devin Singletary, when he has over 800 rushing yards, Houston Texans are 3-0 against the Bengals against the Cardinals, and then the first matchup against Tennessee. So just to add on to my key point about, you know, the offensive line, that they could keep CG shot upright, we have a good chance. If you could run the football with Devin Singletary, you have a good chance as well. I'm going to go 30 to 27 Houston Texans. I think this is an amazing game. It lives up to the hype. And you really see these two teams show that they are going to be something the next 10 to 12 years. That will definitely be a fun score if that's how it ends up being. A shootout in Lucas Oil. Uh, hit that over, everyone, for whatever you got. Uh, Cody, why don't you go ahead and give yours, man? So I'm going to go, obviously I'm going to pick Indianapolis because I have to, um, but I also believe that in the big moments with Shane Steichen and when they, the Colts have absolutely needed it, Shane Steichen has had his guys ready this year. You know, they faced so much adversity this year. With all the injuries and all just the different stuff, similar to how Houston has as well. Um, but I'm going to say 27-24. I think some of those injuries, while some guys might give it a go with the Houston Texans, I just I do believe that Indianapolis has the advantage on the injury front. Um, I do believe Indianapolis is playing, you know, some of their best football as of recently. Uh, they've had a couple games where they've slipped up a little bit, but I mean, they just know how much is on the line here and. You know, I just have this – I don't know. I just have this – This I feel like the advantages for the Indianapolis Colts are just a little bit more than the Houston Texans. Um, I do think these teams definitely matched up well in certain areas. I do think there are some strengths on strengths, and like we talked about, but I think ultimately it might come down, Derek, to like we talked about, that potential weakness of the Houston offensive line versus this Colts defensive line, and that might just make the difference and may force C.J. Stroud – 
to maybe not make some great throws or may force some some you know not great things to happen and that you know but I do think it's going to be a great game regardless but I think that might be a factor in this one as well um, and also just the fact that you know Houston you talked about Nico Collins and Dalton Schultz but Houston's down a lot of their guys um, in terms of the receiving game we'll see if Robert Woods gives it a go or not but um, I just got this feeling I don't know why I just had this feeling the Colts had the home crowd behind them um, and they're going to they're going to respond well. So I'd say 27-24 Indianapolis. But I agree, Ruben. It's going to be a great game. I think it's going to live up to the hype, and it's going to be one of those. I just have this feeling it's going to be a wild finish. I don't know how it's going to go exactly, but I just got this feeling. Put that ball down, Derek. Nah, nah. I got to keep this thing up, brother. <laughs> uh, man, I I've, I have a feeling this is going to be one of those all-time AFC South divisional clashes that for years and years and years to come, this game is going to come down to, it's going to feel like the big game. Uh, It's going to be one of those where, you know, people look back on it and say, man, this one could have gone to either team. Cody stole my score. uh, And that's the one I'm going to go with Uh, 27, 24 Indy as well. We all have this as a three point game. Uh, both, I mean, like Cody said, this is an opportunity for this, for this game to really be a shootout between these two teams. I mean, they both have advantages in the areas in which the other team has disadvantages and it really opens a lot of things up. It's going to be an amazing game. I really hope I don't want it to be a blowout. I don't either, Um, man. That'll be, that'll be so horrible. I mean, for both sides. But, yep, that's that's going to do it for this one, guys. That is our preview of this matchup. Ruben, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you at? Yeah, man, just type in 713 Houston Sportcast on YouTube or check us out at the Roundtable every Tuesday where me and Derek go at it and fight for supremacy on Twitter, 713 Houston Sport. Guys, thank you so much for having me on. Happy New Year. Go Houston, Texas, man. H-Town till I drown. And y'all, y'all we, will we definitely all want to be there Tuesday when this when this game ends. Hey, dude, it's gonna be toxic if we win. I'm it's gonna, gonna say that so right toxic, now. <laughs> we can all we can all agree on one thing: go Titans. Go Titans, please. That's right. We can and you imagine? Just imagine that conversation oh. when oh. when Ruben, okay, so like, if, once if they bring that, us in, bro. Either way, Ruben, it, let's let's make a pact right here and now. Whichever one of our teams wins, okay, if the Titans somehow pull it off and one of our teams ends up going to the AFC South divisional winner, we absolutely roast the hell out of Dalton. Please. I got you. Let's do it. Right. He was so smug like a <laughs> month gonna, and a half ago. He's he going to not so want to be a part of this conversation ever again <laughs> on the round table. <laughs> thank you so much oh man, man that's gonna be so fun man but listen guys thank you so much for tuning in make sure y'all check out ruben and obviously make sure you are here saturday night as we live stream this game as well that'll do it for this one guys thank you so much for tuning in and as always guys go colts everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.